Coming up on the Midco Sports Network podcast, I'm joined by UND men's basketball team captain Cortez Seals. I like, I love to talk. <laughs> so, so I just went with what came easy for me. You know, I like people, I like being around people. Yeah, I just couldn't see myself doing anything else. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network podcast, presented by Avera Orthopedics. Here's Alex Heinert. All right, great to have you with us for another Midco Sports Network podcast. I'm Alex Seinert, taping this on Valentine's Day, Thursday, February the 14th. And really excited for the podcast that you're going to get to listen to here today. Uh, well, I was really happy that Cortez Seals, uh, senior captain for UND men's basketball, the team's leading scorer, and a guy that just has got such an infectious personality and a great zest for life and a lot of knowledge of the game, both the college game and the pro game, uh, it was great that he, he took some time today to join me. It worked out well that UND did not have multiple games on their schedule this week to allow him about an hour or so to stop by the Midco SN studio and just chat. Um, Tez is a really a great character guy and a great character. And we found out earlier this season uh, during a story that we were doing on his former high school teammate, Marlon Stewart, that Tez had aspirations of joining you know, the sports talk radio world and really looked up to you know, a lot, a lot of guys with with big voices and big personalities, and always kind of gravitated toward that. He's a communications major, and so we kind of chatted at the time and said, like, "Hey, it would be great if we could kind of figure out a way to get you in and just sort of work on your craft a little bit." He, he hasn't obviously had the opportunity to do much in terms of college radio because he's a D one athlete. You're on the road a lot. You're really busy with those sorts of things. But he'll be able to do more, of course, once his career wraps up. Uh, this was just a little opportunity for him to kind of get a taste of what it was like to be behind the microphone for a little bit, to chat about not just his season and his career, but things about, you know, NBA ball and who the greatest player is of all time and and things that he was passionate about. And it was really fun. And as you'll listen here in a moment, just to hear his passion come out for all things basketball and just all things life. So a great young man, a really fun conversation coming your way. So without further ado, a chance to check in with UND senior captain, Cortez Seals. All right, we are proud to be joined by North Dakota basketball senior forward Cortez Seals. Tez, man, normally this wouldn't work out because you'd be on the road, you'd be busy at Thursday, everything's going on, but this week it works out where the Summit League schedule gives you kind of a, a full week of prep before a game on Saturday. Nice to have a little bit of a breather and get ready for a big game this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the time off and uh, just, just being able to prep for a couple of big games. We have the same schedule next weekend following to senior night. So, yeah, just time off and, and preparation is, is much needed. Yeah, with weeks like this, when you're, when you're used to, obviously in the big sky, you played every Thursday, Saturday. Now you kind of get, the summer league schedule has been a little bit weird, I'm assuming. This, a little bit to get used to. Well, what's been kind of the, the pros and the cons of making that switch scheduling-wise for you and these guys? Uh, the pros are everything's sort of like closer. I mean, we did a, a, a lot of traveling early on, but like now we're playing like the South Dakota, South Dakota State, so we can bust there and bust back. Uh, as far as like uh, in the previous years when we played in the big sky, we're going to Portland State, Sac State, and... Yeah, just flying all across. And I'm not a big playing guy, so, mm. yeah, just, just having shorter distances is <laughs> it's very appreciated. preferable. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you look at, obviously, it's kind of unique. You, know, you play three years in your career in the big sky, now you make a transition to a new conference. Just in terms of style of play, have you noticed a big difference between the summit and the big sky? Uh, yeah, definitely. As far as being out there, um, I feel like teams in this, in this conference uh, can score at a, at a very high rate. Like we got some guys that can, that can truly play. And, uh, like uh, just just the prep it takes to, to get ready for teams in, the, in this conference is just at an entire different level. I know for us, we, you get so used to 
following a set of teams in a particular conference. I mean, this I haven't even paid attention at all of what's going on in the Big Sky. Have you kind of had one eye on the standings a little bit, or you, has that page been completely turned? Uh, I don't, the only parts of the Big Sky I truly watch is Tyler and Montana State, oh, you sure. know, because we're off in the same area. Yeah. So, yeah, just keeping up with a, with a friend. But other than that, I haven't really been following. It's just, it's amazing how quick you can just, that, that just becomes a part of your past and a part of your history. Definitely. You a new, new set of teams to learn and to kind of embrace. Definitely. Uh, has it been a little bit eye-opening, some of these games against teams that you just haven't played against for the last, you know, really ever in your career? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, a, it's a tighter, like, uh, it's like a tighter pact in this, in this conference, you know. Like, um, the teams that are win are very up there. There's like a, a big gap difference between the ones that win and then the middle. There's really no middle. It's just everybody else is just kind of closed in at the, at the bottom. Yeah, and that's kind of the fight you guys are in right now. Nineteen yeah. conference versus a twelve-team Big Sky. Everything's just a little bit tighter pack. Not everybody makes the conference tournament, sure. of course. Uh, there's you know two weeks left or so, two and a half weeks left in the regular season. You guys are in this dogfight right now to Definitely. try and make it to Sioux Falls. Uh, what's it going to take to sort of be able to climb above th this group of four teams that have three wins right now as we're taping this on a Thursday? What's it going to take? I think it just comes down to focus. Uh, we've been really trying to focus and work, work on us these uh, past couple of weeks and um, just trying to grow in this short amount of time that we have. And hopefully, hopefully we can make a run at this thing. Yeah, it's obviously been, you know, a season that not really not what you wanted to be it's so far for your senior year with three conference wins right now. If there's been a reason why the team's been held back a little bit so far in conference play, what's it been? Um, I think it, it comes down to our, our focus and our youth at times. We got a lot of new guys. Yeah. And like you said, although I'm not happy with where we're at right now, uh, I can see where we're going in the future. And I, I just think being a part of a program, you sometimes have to make that sacrifice for the greater good of the program. Yeah, well, that's the one nice thing when you see, and you mentioned a lot of new faces, 11 new guys, and Definitely. it's a lot of new guys to kind of blood in, but a lot of those guys are coming back where it's just you and Connor that'll be Definitely. moving on after this year. Bittersweet, obviously, but you can see the future is going to be bright for this for sure. program Definitely. in years to come. Yeah. Um, when you look at uh, this group of guys, kind of talk to me about the personality of this team. What kind of stands out when you think about your teammates and how this team has come together this year? Uh, just the bond that we have. Um, we're, we're a real diverse group. We got three foreigners. We got uh, guys from all across the states. Uh, just, just the way that we, we get along with each other is, is truly special. We're a goofy crowd and uh, we're, just, we're just fun to be around. Yeah, it looks like you guys have fun. Like that's one of the things you notice when you watch practice, when you watch games, when you see the bench. It seems like that you guys do get on with each Definitely. other. And that's how important is that in the game of basketball to have teammates that really do support each other like that? Uh, I think that's, that's the key to success. I mean, nobody wants to go out there and give it their all and compete with somebody you're, you don't like or you wouldn't want to be around, you know? So just, just having that, that tight uh, family, the knit family that we have in our locker room is, is truly helpful. Yeah. Has that kind of been a common thread? Because obviously you were very successful in high school, won a state championship as a senior, made it to the big dance, you know, as a yeah. sophomore here at UND. Do you see that thread kind of weaving through those teams? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, the same, some of the same core values, you know? It's really the same for winning, you know? Every, every winning team has that same, uh, demeanor or routine about them that, that, that just sticks out. And I think that's, that, that can be very helpful. For you, now as a senior, you, know, you see your role grow a little bit, of course, over the last two years as an upperclassman, just in terms of leadership. How much do you try and give back to that younger group and talk about some of those important things that make a team successful in the end? I just try to be myself. Uh, I think naturally I have that, that leader uh, personality about me. So uh, just going out there and letting, letting guys know they have a lot of time. You know, uh, It's not the end of the world. Uh, when we're playing bad or, or when we're playing good, you know, just just stick together and um, 
it, it'll truly play, pay off if, if you work at it every day. So try to uh, get those guys to see that we can't shortcut anything with this process. And in the end, it, it'll pay off for you. How did you learn those lessons? Um, I had guys like Quinn and Gino and Drick, all those guys really did a great job of when I was in my own head, you know, going through my own personal struggles. Those guys really did a great job of, of keeping me, keeping me sane, really, and, and helping me look at the bigger picture. Yeah, it's cool to see, being able to pass that stuff down. Those guys, feels like those guys were here a long time ago. That was like two years ago. It's Definitely. crazy how quick that goes. Um, do you think about that, by the way, that season sometimes when your sophomore year winning the Big Sky regular season and tournament title, moving on to March Badness? Like, does that, do you ever think back and like, man, I, I still can't believe that happened? Yeah, definitely. And especially considering that that's the highest you can get as far as success, making it to that tournament. Every team wants to get to that, that point in the season. So, yeah, just that's basically what we base everything off of that year. And I, I think that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, there are five of you guys that are still on this team now that were on that squad that made it to Utah back then, going yeah. down to Salt Lake City and playing Arizona. I just feel like you guys are always going to be connected. That just seems yeah, definitely. The, the first team that made it. Definitely. That's a special group to be a part definitely. of. Definitely. What was your favorite memory from that, by the way? Just because we're talking about this, let's just kind of go down. What stands out from your time making it to March Madness, that whole trip? I really don't know. It was like surreal, like the whole process. Like, I'm really here. I think that. That feeling is really something I'll, I'll truly never forget. You know, it's kind of hard to to not live in the moment when you're there, especially during the game time. As you can go back and see, that wasn't my best game. I, I don't I don't ever think I really shook that. I'm really right here in yeah. front of all these people. Like, yeah, it was crazy. It's the bright lights, man. Like, that's that was. Uh, I remember when you guys like took the field or took the field, took the court for practice the day before the game, and like hearing. The PA guy said, hey, from the Big Sky, you know, Big Sky champs, University of North Dakota, yeah. head coach. And like just after Arizona had been on the floor and after Gonzaga had taken the floor earlier in the day and Northwestern and like these other, Definitely. you know, kind of traditional power programs. And then here's North Dakota being right there with them. Yeah. That, I mean, just from a spectator perspective, yeah. that was eye opening. Like, wow, this is, you guys have accomplished something pretty special to be this far. Definitely a special, special feeling. Yeah. Well, the opportunity still exists to make Definitely. it back to that. And that's Definitely. what's exciting about where you guys are at For right sure. now. What would it mean to you? Obviously, you got to make the Summit League tournament first. I mean, what would that mean to make some kind of run, to pull off something, win three games down in Sioux Falls, go to the big dance again? Uh, I just think it, it, it would be a, a great, a great experience just, just to see that all that hard work pay off. And uh, especially because we believe in ourselves, you know. Uh, we believe if we play anybody on a neutral court that we have a chance to win so just to have that that chance is, is all you really need yeah, well you're a couple games away from getting that opportunity um yeah. summer league tournament obviously a little bit different than the big sky tournament a little bigger crowd in yeah. sioux falls than in reno what have you heard about the summer league tournament what do you kind of expect um i really haven't heard much about it you know uh i think we just talked about it being in sioux falls and i again, obviously everything's closer like sioux falls we're in north dakota obviously south dakota we're all pretty close. I mean, I would expect the turn the, the turnout for as far as the fans to be much better than it was when we were in Nevada. Yeah, because yeah. that must have been from our perspective. You know, to go, you make it to a tournament where you do have the opportunity to go to the you know to go to March Madness, go go play for a, a conference championship, and there really wasn't. You know, UND fans traveled and, and yeah. fans from different teams did, but it wasn't quite like the atmosphere that you would kind of expect. Like Definitely. a home game had a little more juice Definitely. than going on and playing for a Definitely. trip to the big dance. Was that almost difficult to sort of reconcile with? That like here we are playing for what we really ultimately go for, and it's just kind of 
meh kind of in the stands. Was that ever difficult? Uh, at times, it, we, we were able to use it to our advantage. Like if we were playing a team that didn't have a lot of fans travel out with them, uh, we were able to um, take advantage of that and uh, make runs. But then when we play like a Weber, and they're normally, you know, go to the tournament, so they have a great fan base out there. It, it made it more difficult, and it made it even better when we, when we won that game. Yeah, and overtime, too. Yeah. That to make it a little sweeter. That was incredible stuff. Well, the Summer League tournament will not be like that. You will have 10,000 people in the Definitely. house, you know, going Definitely. nuts and stuff. It's just such a, I don't know, I'm excited for you guys to get a chance to experience that. It's, it's special, special. And if, if these last four games, again, two at home coming up, and then two on the road, if those play out right, I mean, it'll be there Definitely. You know, at the beginning of March. So at this point in the season, when you look at what you've got left, and you only have, you only have two home games left, really, in your career, have you had a chance to kind of start thinking about that? Like, I've only got two games of the Betty left as a UND basketball player. That's wild, isn't it? I think as a senior, yeah, you think about it throughout the whole entire season. But at, uh, at the end of the night, when I'm, when I'm finally done thinking about all the times that, all the time that I've spent here, uh, I'm just, uh, just really in shock. Like, wow, I really made it this far. Like, I'm blessed, you know? Like, I'm truly appreciative for the opportunity that I had these past four years. It's obviously special to be a D1 basketball player. You had yeah. options out of, out of high school. You were you know, a great player from North Scott High School up in the Quad Cities. And you could have probably gone a couple different directions. Why ultimately North Dakota? I just think that, that, that bond that I had with the staff when I first came up here, because this, this wasn't my, my first option, to be honest. But on my visit, uh, I got a chance to sit down with Gino, and I talked to Quinn. And Jones just did a great job of keeping me around those guys who he knew was going to be the core to make our run. and. Uh, just, just having that, that sense of, you know, like, like family, brotherhood, that the, the way we wanted this, this program to go was, was something that truly got my, got my attention. Yeah, Brian Jones is a Quad Cities guy. Definitely. Like, loves, loves to bring yeah, those guys yeah, back in. For sure. Um, that's, that's become, obviously, a place that UND has kind of turned to quite a bit over the years. Obviously, you're here, of course. Marlon Stewart, of course, was a teammate of yours in high school from Rock Island. What is it about that area that makes basketball I don't know. It's, it's kind of a fertile ground, really, for hoops in this country, isn't I mean, it? We just love basketball there. You know, we love sports in general. Uh, it's not a, like I said, it's not a lot of guys that, that truly turn to sports. You know, a lot of people go different ways, but, but the ones that do and, and want to go somewhere with sports, the, the QC really does a great job of supporting them. And so once you feel like you have the support of your whole city, it's, it's pretty easy to, to get this far. Yeah. Now, North Scott High School, so you went, you're from Eldridge, Iowa, is like a northern suburb of the Quad yeah, Cities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Quad Cities themselves, though, it's like almost 400,000 people. Like, this is mm -hmm. kind of a South, big suburban South, area. Yeah. What, is, what are the Quad Cities known for? Give me a little, I'm a, I'm a South Dakota uh, kid for our listeners that are from North Dakota. Give us a little taste of what, what life is like on the Mississippi over there. <laughs> um, to me growing up, it's, I can't really explain it. Let me see. <laughs> I come from a big family, you know, so yeah. I have family all around the Quad Cities. Sure. So, so it's basically like a family to me, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, with sports, we like we just love sports there. So it's a like like the it's like the Twin Cities, you know, but sure. just smaller, like way smaller. Mm -hmm. So when you have that like that many people and you all and you guys all support one thing, it makes you a family in its own, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's just one of those environments. Um, you mentioned so a big family. So how many brothers and sisters? Like lots of aunts and uncles. What 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 uh, what, what defines a big family for Cortez Seals? Okay, so my great grandmother has twenty two kids. Had twenty two kids. Whoa! Yeah, whoa! Yeah. yeah. And they're from Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, okay. And then my grandmother had fourteen kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that would be. I would say yeah. that would be a big family. Yeah. And then, 
I think one of my aunt doesn't have kids and then my uncle doesn't have kids, but everybody else has either like nine or more. Sure, yeah. wow. So my mom is the fewest, well, it's four of us. Yeah, man, yeah. underachieved with just Definitely. four, man. <laughs> uh, where do you fall, by the way, in the pecking order of your I'm the oldest. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes, gotcha. Gotcha. Leading, the, leading the charge. Definitely. Showing them how it's Definitely. Cool. Um, what, what are the Quad Cities? Name, name me off the four Quad Cities. Uh, Bender, Iowa. Rock Island, Illinois, Moline, Illinois, and Davenport, Iowa. Gotcha. Eldridge just didn't, didn't quite Eldridge, make the, no, Eldridge didn't quite just about 30 minutes out. <laughs> well, from Eldridge to Grand Forks, you know, as your time is kind of starting to wind down, like yeah. when you look back on your career, what we already talked about March Madness, yeah. but what kind of stands out to you? What are some of the memorable things that you'll take away from your experience at UND? Uh, I think one of the biggest things I'll take away for, for UND is, is life after sports, you know. Um, I, it's truly prepped me for like the real world. It's helped me grow up since I've been here. You know, I've, I've experienced things that, that you don't experience at home, you know, just being out on your own. And it's truly helped me mature as a man. And I, I think those things are, are the ones that matter most when you're, when you're headed into the real world. Yeah, I'll say so for sure. Yeah. Um, as you look ahead to the real world, you're a communications major. Definitely. Got an internship coming up, kind of yeah. lining some things up. I should ask, why communications? Why did you go that route? Uh, I just think I'm a natural talker, you know, I, like I love to talk. <laughs> so, so I just went with what came easy for me. You know, I like people. I like being around people. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't see myself doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we had talked beforehand. You kind of have a desire to get into kind of sports radio, sports talk Definitely. radio, maybe something Definitely. you'd like to get into. I should ask before you do that, do you want to keep playing basketball? Is that kind of next on the list uh, or just kind of see what happens maybe over the next couple months? I think I'm probably going to see what happens. Um, I'm leaning more towards continuing my career, probably go overseas or something. But yeah, that, that's a, for sure a possibility. Yeah, obviously you got a lot of guys that you know that have gone that route. You know, Quentin's, Quentin's been playing in Europe. You know, Carson Shanks just got back from yeah. playing in Malta. What are some of the stories or experiences you've heard from those guys that make you excited about potentially doing that in the future? Uh, well, most of them say is experience it. You know, uh, you can always go. Like I, I feel like I can always go chase my. My career is being a communications major or doing what I want to do, but not a lot of people get the opportunity to go continue doing what they love in, in a whole different country, you know. So just that experience is something I think I should take advantage of. Yeah. Have you been overseas, by the way? I've been to Europe before. Have you kind of seen that part of the world? Uh, my freshman year. Remember we took our trip? Oh, that's right. You guys yeah. were in Italy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you kind of know. You know yeah. what it's like over yeah, there yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Um, when you think about, so you've obviously experienced that culture. Was that a little bit of a culture shock of like feeling... People talking a different language. Definitely. Temperature is a little bit different, all that stuff. Um, I think uh, it, it, was, it was shocking, but at the same time, I had my team with me, you know, okay. so I got familiar faces over here. Being over there alone, I, I, now that's a completely different story. I, I don't know. I can't even imagine how that would be. <laughs> oh, maybe you'll find out. Definitely. Different. Definitely. Um, if you could go to a country over there and play, I mean, you know, like Shanks was in the Mediterranean, you know, Quinn's been in Poland and some different places. You kind of thought, oh, it'd be nice to be in either, you know, this part of Europe or this particular uh, country, anything in, that kind of stands out? No, I really don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a preference, really. Yeah, anyway. I suppose that process, how did those guys, what have they told you about getting hooked up with the team over there? I'm assuming it kind of starts with an agent and kind of going yeah. from there. Talk about laying that track and figuring out how, because that's a big, that's a big world. That's a whole different world now when you're talking about sports agents and signing contracts and doing all that stuff. What advice have you, have you gotten? Well, I actually lived with Quentin while he was going through his process. Once oh, he was go. done with his, uh, once he was done playing for UND, and uh, just seeing him take flights randomly throughout the week to go to workouts. I mean, it's obviously a, a, 
a crazy, you know, a crazy situation. But it, but it also looked fun. You know, every time I picked him up from the airport, he was telling me about how he just went to work out for a day and how he, you know, he was blessed in it and stuff like that. So, I mean, it looked like it's, it's a pretty fun situation to be yeah. in. Probably not too bad. Well, it's good, 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 again, always a good guy to learn from. Definitely. I'm guessing and get a Definitely. chance to follow in his footsteps wouldn't be the worst yeah, thing. Yeah, for so, sure. Well, best of luck when that part of your life comes up. We'll be excited to see where you land. For sure. Um, in the meantime, internship coming up, communication stuff out there. You kind of had said, you know, because of your personality, because of how you love sports, you know, you think maybe a, a, a career-wise that would take you in the direction of a Stephen A. Smith Definitely. is kind of, that would Definitely. sort of be the goal that you would aspire Definitely. to. Um, why? First of all, that's, that's your guy, right? Stephen A. For sure. Guy. For why, sure. why? What do you love about Stephen A. Smith? Uh, I, just, I just love the way he, he handles his job. You know, you can tell he truly loves what he, what he does and um, just how uh, prepared he is every day to talk about anything. You know, he doesn't look caught off guard too much. Like he's always composed and, and just, yeah, the way he, he does his job, I, I always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Would you, so obviously he's kind of known for Kind of going on these tangents and oh, these rants sure. and kind sure. of going yeah. on. Do you think, would that be something you feel like you'd have to kind of embrace and sort of take on that persona or would that sort of come natural to you? Oh, I definitely naturally have it. I can get real <laughs> emotional when, we, when we're talking about certain topics. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the things you get emotional about or get, get kind of fired up about? Uh, what are some of the topics that stand out? Number one is easily uh, the Michael Jordan, LeBron James topic. Mm. The, who's the greatest of all mm. time? That, that's, that's my one. That's truly my... What, what side of the fence do you stand? What do you think I'm... I'm what do I think you yeah. are? I feel like, um, based on where you're from, I, man, I would guess you're with the Jordan camp, but I could be wrong. No, you're a LeBron guy. I'm LeBron. I suppose generationally, LeBron. you got to yeah, side yeah, with... Yeah. I mean, Kobe's my favorite all time. Okay. I'm going to put that out there. But LeBron James is the best basketball player I think anybody has ever seen in their life. Okay, give me the arguments why. Why is that? Because most of the times when you have this argument, everybody want to bring up the six championships, you know, the taking two years off, winning three in a row, and then, but, I mean, that's, that's fine, that's cool. But just looking at the eye contest, hmm. LeBron James is physically better. Gifted, he's just more gifted, you know. Uh, he passes better, he rebounds better, and he might score more points by the time it's over. Sure. And he has a fair amount of championship rings himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just everything about LeBron's game, you know, I, I don't think anybody in their right mind would select Jordan to start their franchise before they select LeBron James, who came in at 18 years old. That's just absurd. That's a good point. That's a good way to look at it. You haven't heard that argument very much. If you were going to start a team, yeah. who would you pick first? And that's if you knew what the, over the course of their careers what you'd get. Definitely. LeBron's been incredibly durable. You've got this long stretch where the guy's not. He's, he's not, a robot. Doesn't miss, yeah, exactly. He doesn't get hurt. He just, he just keeps on trucking. It's crazy. Um, Jordan, not like Jordan was injury prone or anything yeah. like that, but um, okay, that's a good point. Uh, we'll see. What's your take on it? Um, you know, I, honestly, like I think that gets so hard when you're trying to put one guy over the top, and it's tough to argue. I mean, so MJ, that was when I was a kid growing up. Was Michael Jordan mm-hmm. was was the man, and it's hard to look at. And, and LeBron is my age. Like LeBron yeah. and I are the same age, so we graduated high school the same year. But it's always tough to look back on someone that you watched as a kid and just hold in such high regard. Definitely. And see what Jordan had done over the time. And hear stories about how he just, you know, I think the one thing that you could say, like the game is so different from the mid-90s Definitely. to where it is now, where the officiating is so different. And Definitely. the fact that, you know, LeBron is able to go sleep in a hyperbaric chamber and has a nutritionist <laughs> and like do all those types of things. Definitely. He's, he's been able to take advantage of some of the things that just the modern game has allowed 
So it's just so hard to piece that together with two different eras. I, you know, I, honestly, like, I mean, I think it's a, it's a 1A, 1B situation, and I don't think you can lose either way. But LeBron's 1A. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, no, you're a big NBA guy. I know from your standpoint, when you are so busy on the road, you kind of you can't really follow everything. Like you can't, you don't have the option of oh, I'll just kind of check in and kind of get a pulse on what's happening. You sort of have to pick your spots. Why the NBA? Why is that? I, I, I'm assuming obviously because you're a basketball, yeah, because I'm a basketball player. Uh, I just think it's something about the NBA that 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 no other sports has. You know, like uh, like what uh, the NBA is a is a it's a team sport, but at the end of the day, it can be an individual sport. And some of the things that these individuals do especially considering that I played this sport and seeing them go out and do this is ridiculous to me. Like seeing James Harden score 30 straight points for 32 games straight. You know, I'm like, man, I haven't, I probably haven't scored 30 in three games. Like, this is crazy. He's doing it against the best defenders in the world, you know, some of the best athletes in the world. Or seeing uh, guys like LeBron James who did this for 18 years, you know. Like, I've been here for four years, I'm like, my back hurt. Yeah, he's doing this at this level for you know what I mean? Yeah. 15 plus years. It's crazy to me. Yeah. No, I can see that. No, I think they're, they're the best athletes in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's, yeah. I don't think that's really yeah. much of a debate. Some people would say like, just because there's not a lot of defense, maybe like there's, there's kind of, you know, ebbs and flows where guys don't necessarily try as hard in the regular season. It's sometimes it's tough to watch. How would you defend maybe people that, or how, what would you argue against people that say those types of things? Um, I, I would, I would say like, I, I agree that there are some players that, that lack defensively mm-hmm. at times, but, but there are guys who, who, who want to be uh, great defenders, like a Kawhi Leonard, who come That's in right. and play both ends of the floor every night. And just for them to do this for 80 plus games and then take it up a three levels for the playoffs, it's just, it's just crazy to me. First of all, do you have a favorite NBA team, by the way? We should start with this, just to make sure everybody knows. Uh, just being a Kobe, like a Kobe fan yeah. my life, I would like say Lakers, yeah. but I, I'm like, I don't, I don't really tell people that now because they're going to be like, you're just a LeBron <laughs> fan. You know, like you just want to hop on the, Bron- sure. the LeBron uh, bandwagon. Sure. But yeah, the Lakers. So with LA, obviously Anthony Davis just made a trade request and basically said, trade me to Los Angeles. Yeah. That's the only team I'm going to side for, yeah. which is kind of illegal. You can't actually do that. There's some issues with that. But obviously you would like to see that happen, I right? I would love to AD. see that happen. Is that okay in AD's perspective? Because the team basically is like going to shut him down now for the rest of the season, more or less, if they can, if the NBA allows it, yeah. just so he retains his trade value. Okay. Where do you stand kind of on players being able to make those type of requests, having that type of power? Are you good with that? Or does that seem like that's maybe, you know, he just he, he's under contract. Yeah. He's got all that stuff going on. Is that all right for him to say, I, I don't like my situation, get me out of here? Uh, from just, just being a fan of the NBA and, and watching these players, uh, I, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't see a problem with it, you know. At the end of the day, everybody always says it's a business, you know. You want to do what's best for you and your family and everything. And if he wants to go team up with the best player in the world, like Kevin Durant did, I mean, I don't, I don't see what the problem is, you know. I mean, people have been doing it for forever. You know, the Celtics did it with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and them, LeBron James and D-Wade. Like, I don't, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. I think some people would say, it just puts the franchise in a really tough spot when you put pen to paper and say, hey, I'm going to play for you for this amount of time. On yeah. the flip side, you're right, though. Like, this team could say, hey, we're going to trade you tomorrow Definitely. if you want to stay. Definitely. So there's kind of that. The only player that I, I really was upset with was Kevin Durant. Hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. When, he, like when that he went more. to the Warriors? When he went to the Warriors, yeah. you know. But, I mean, that's a, that's a grown man. If he decides he wants to play here yeah. and it's legal when they, what they did, I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see how you could really knock him for this long. Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
free agent. I mean, you can do whatever definitely. you want to do at that definitely. point, for sure. So somebody else should have made a better offer, I guess. Definitely. Or had better yeah. players. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, you, when you look at the landscape, because we'll, we'll talk about this for a sec. So we're at the All-Star break right now. Okay. Uh, I just said Golden State's probably going to win another title, but they, don't, they actually don't have the best record in the league right now. Yeah. I think what it's, it's the teams in the East right now that the are Bucks, actually a little bit better. Yeah, the Bucks yeah. and, the, and the Raptors. Um, is this still Golden State's title to lose, though, in the end? No, I think they'll win it again. Yeah, yeah teams like Golden State, uh, the program they have, uh, I, I just think it's a whole different game of basketball when the playoffs come around. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think any other team has the, the manpower to sustain uh, that level of play as, as Golden State can for seven games straight. It's, it's insane when they can bring Boogie, Boogie Cousins yeah. like off the bench. Like five All-Stars. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a bad rotation. Definitely. <laughs> Do you want to see that happen? Maybe that's the next question. No, I want LeBron James to win as many championships as he possibly can before he retires. Sure. Is that going to happen this year? Probably not. Yeah. We're looking at the bigger picture. You know, sure. we get AD, mm-hmm. probably get Klay Thompson if he isn't too happy, you know. Uh, You're playing the long game right now. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's assume, so assuming the Lakers don't win it, Golden State's probably coming out of the West, you mm-hmm. can say. Who comes out of the East? Who's going to be their biggest challenge? Tough. That's tough. I actually think the, the Celtics look better without uh, Kyrie, but they, I don't think they can win a championship without Kyrie, if that makes sense. You know, the Bucks obviously have Giannis, but I, Giannis has never been in that situation to lead a team to the playoffs. And uh, who else is it? The Raptors. Uh, Kawhi is pretty good. Kawhi definitely can do it, lead a team to the, to the, uh, to the, um, the championship. So, oh yeah, and then the 76ers, they just picked up yeah. Tobias Harris. That was a great pickup. So yeah, I mean, it's fun in these. I truly just don't know. <laughs> it feels like there are like four, really four teams, and the Pacers would have been in there too before Oladipo got yeah. here. That conference has gone from like such an afterthought that LeBron. This is one of the fun things about LeBron leaving to go yeah. to the Lakers is that all of a sudden, instead of just knowing that whoever LeBron is playing for is going to make the finals, yeah. now there's a little bit of intrigue of who's going to come out of that conference yeah. between those four top teams. Definitely. Who do you think has the best chance of beating Golden State or making at least an interesting series? Because as much as you love LeBron, it's not really been that interesting. The last couple of times it's been Cavs Golden State. Um, I think I like the 76ers with that new pickup, yeah. Tobias Harris. I love Embiid. Uh, Butler plays uh, extremely hard. Um, I mean, the Celtics will be a, a, a fun matchup to see too. I just don't think they, they can sustain that level of play with yeah. the Warriors for seven games. Yeah, they're young. It's true. There, a lot of those teams have such good pieces, such good young yeah. players. It's just a matter of how, how do you respond when you get to that yeah. point. That's, that's what'll be fun to see. And then someone's gonna get the opportunity this year. For sure. Because there's no LeBron. For sure. Because he's playing on the other side of the mm-hmm. ball. Um, All-Star game's coming up. Do you like, by the way, how LeBron and Giannis, the top two vote-getters, get to pick their, do you, do you pick their team? Do you like that format? For Definitely. I mean, I would for sure use it to my advantage. Yeah. I, think they, I think LeBron did. <laughs> he picked, he picked all the guys that are gonna yeah. be free agents. <laughs> for <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, if you had the first, so assuming we already have established that you'd take LeBron first, but assuming that LeBron's off the table, if you're picking an all-star team, who do you pick first? Who's your first pick? <sighs> Just an all-star or a regular team? I say all-star. All-star. all-star? Team. Yeah. Um, probably go James Harden. Yeah. For one, right now. Uh, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Steph, and then Paul George. He's just playing well this Great. year. From, from an athletic perspective, how impressive is it that he's been able to do what he's done? So, yeah, obviously he did a couple years, but after breaking his leg like that, like his career was basically over. How insane is that, that he's putting up an enemy? I, mean, I think that just shows you how, how mentally strong and physically prepared he is 
or, or has been to, to reach this, this level of success. If you're going to pick one all-star game weekend festivity to watch, whether that's the three-point shootout, some of the skills competitions, like the, the Rising Stars game, or the game itself, what, what are you picking? What's, what's the one that you make sure that you catch this weekend? Um, or the DVR, because you're playing a game against Earl Roberts on Saturday. Uh, what I say? Dunk contest. Yeah. Yeah, with Dennis Smith. What's your favorite, like, if there's a dunk contest memory or something that stands oh, out? Oh, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Oh, really? Yeah, that was... Not, not Vince Carter? No. This is that, too old? You were probably yeah. like, what year is this? You were, you were like one years old yeah, when Vince yeah, Carter was doing yeah. that. That, Zach Levine and, and Aaron Gordon was yeah. one of the best dunk contests. Dunk, dunk contests of all time. And I haven't even seen every dunk contest. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you feel, feel strong? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the um, the three-point shootout this year is going to be ridiculous. I think yeah. Steph, Steph's yeah. in that. It's like it's just loaded. All the best yeah, three-point sure. shooters are going to play. Is that entertaining to you to watch? See yeah, those guys is. go at it? Yeah. I just always think Steph's going to win, though. Steph or Clay. Probably a pretty good bet yeah, for the most part. All right. Okay, last one. One more All-Star thing. Do you ever wish that we could do something like that, like at... I know they do it at the college level, but from, yeah. from a summit league perspective, like or from a big sky perspective, hey, let's get everybody together. Definitely, definitely. Like, that would be awesome, yeah. wouldn't it be, if we did yeah. a summit league dunk contest in the for sure. shootout? For sure. I think I think we definitely have the talent in this conference for it to be pretty entertaining. So yeah, that would that would definitely be fun. If you look inside summit league play, and yeah, again, you've only seen these teams once, most of these teams just one time. Who would be your pick to win a three-point shootout competition? If you look at summit league players. I'm biased though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is okay. I would I would probably go on and Moody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's truly the best shooter I've, I've I've ever played with. Yeah. He can light it up. He can get it. Well, you gotta see him in practice. He can get it rolling. How much has he improved from last year to this year? Um, I I think just just growing up and, and going through that freshman year process, uh, uh, guys, my like myself, you you have no choice but to grow up, especially mm -hmm. in a program like this where where everybody's uh, making sure you're moving in the, the right direction. Yeah. Um, same question for you, but, but slam dunk contest. Who wins a slam dunk title in the Summer League from people that you've seen this year? Jaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm biased, but Jaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of, couple of UND guys. Yeah. Um, Jaw can get up. Jaw BJ can, can really, can really yeah. get up. Yeah. What is his ceiling? Like, he, he's going to be. A really good player in a couple of years, isn't he, for this program? He's he's unreal good, honestly. Yeah, it's, it all just comes like natural to him too, and he has that 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 freakish body, you know, that that wingspan. Like you said, I can get up, take off from the free throw line, just by just coming to the gym. You know, like no stretch. I've seen him just go up in 360 with me, like what? <laughs> Do you get a little jealous Man, when you see? Yeah. Me and Connor have been stretching for 30 minutes. We barely get off the floor. <laughs> You see Jaw come in and just take off from the free throw line. Yeah. When you see someone like that that is so naturally gifted, like what do you tell him? I mean, just I'm assuming it's just a conversation of look, keep keep working at this because you can be unbelievable. Yeah, what, definitely, what definitely at that age and and uh, coming straight out of high school where where you dominated, so uh, and not getting like the the minutes or anything, just just keeping them encouraged, you know, because because I've been through, we everybody that's played has been through, you know, things change over the years, like like the time between your Freshman year to your junior year it seems like forever. So there, there's a lot of room for uh, growth and improvement. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. Go back to the LeBron. Yeah, okay, please. One other reason why LeBron's the greatest of all time for me is what he does for the community outside of basketball. 
I think that that no, I don't think I know that's one of the things that that has always inspired me to to play this game. I, I really hope one day I can be in a position to give back to my hometown and my community the way that he's used this sport. Yeah. Well, that's an awesome vision yeah, to have. For sure. Yeah, I think if you if you want to, I'm sure you'll get the opportunity Definitely. to. So. Definitely. Well, good. Well, Cortez, hey, thanks so much for the thanks time, for having buddy. Me. Good stuff. Enjoy the rest of the season, all right? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Big thanks again to Cortez for taking the time to stop by the MQSN studio today. Again, a great young man who's got a bright future ahead and a, gr- a bright present right now. He's leading North Dakota in scoring, one of the team's leading rebounders as well. He's really upped his game over the last couple of weeks with his fellow senior co-captain Connor Avance out. This is a team that even though they're at 3-9 and nine right now is making a push. They're in that four-team fight for those final three spots in the Summit League tournament. And you never know. We've seen UND this season go toe-to-toe with South Dakota State, a close four-point loss here in Grand Forks. We've seen them lose by one to Omaha, the team that's in second place right now in the standings. They have the potential to beat anybody in this league. And when you're playing in a tournament setting and it's one and done, you never know what could happen. So uh, this is a North Dakota team that has done it before. Two seasons ago, of course, making their way into the big dance. So big thanks again to Cortez. Excited to see what the rest of this season brings for him and for his UND basketball counterparts. And best of luck to him in the future. You might be listening to that young man either on a podcast or on the radio or maybe jumping in on first take at some point in the near future. So big thanks as always to Cortez, uh, to our MidCoS and crew, of course, for putting things together and to our sponsor, Avera, for making it all possible. Uh, until our next MidCoS and podcast, I'm Alex Heinert saying thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this Midco SN podcast presented by Avera Orthopedics. To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcast.